The Academy Award nominations officially drop on Tuesday morning, but until then, I get to pretend that I'm the Academy right now. Hello everybody and welcome to a video that I love to do every year where I pretend that I get to choose who gets nominated for the Oscars every single year. It's a riff on what Siskel and Ebert used to do in a show that they sometimes called Memo to the Academy where they made a case for movies or performances that should be considered. In this case, what I'm doing is I'm looking at some of the biggest races at the Oscars this year. I'm giving you the five choices that I would nominate in each category, and then I'm going to give you my picks for the five choices that I think will be nominated in each category, as well as some other people to watch. So this is half what I would pick for the Academy Awards and half predictions for what is going to happen on Tuesday. I'll be right here on this channel on Tuesday covering all of the Academy Award nominations news. But let's get to my picks for some of these major categories. And we're going to start this year with Best Supporting Actor. A lot of this is just window dressing as far as who's going to be nominated because it's all but settled that Kihui Kwan is going to win the Academy Award for Everything Everywhere All at Once. He's won just about every single award that he's been up for so far. However, surprises can happen. So let's get first of all to the five performances I would choose if I were nominating the Best Supporting Actor category. And those five performances are Brendan Gleeson in The Banshees of Sharon, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which is a film on Apple TV Plus, kind of a late push in this category. One of the last movies I watched before doing this video, but I actually really, really like his performance in this film. It's very understated, which means that it may not actually get Academy Award attention, but I think that it's very deserving. Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans. A lot of people might say, Judd Hirsch, he only has one big scene. Sometimes one big scene is enough. When you look back at Network, Beatrice Strait won the Academy Award, and she basically had one scene in the entire movie. I'm your wife, dammit! And if you can't work up a winter passion for me, the least I require is respect and allegiance. And I think that Judd Hirsch is just that good in that scene. So he would make the cut if I were picking the Academy Award nominations. Next up is Brad Pitt for Babylon. I saw everything that everyone else saw in his performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in his performance in this film. Not to say I didn't like him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I thought that this was a much more varied and well-rounded performance. Of course, I would nominate Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So those are the five performances I would nominate as far as who I think would will be nominated on Tuesday morning. Three of my choices carry over. Brendan Gleeson is all but assured of a nomination. He's got the SAG and BAFTA Award nomination under his belt. Kihui Kwan also all but assured of a nomination with the SAG and BAFTA nominations. And just the fact that he is by far the front runner. It would be the biggest shock of all shockers if he was not nominated in this category. And then, and this is just a hunch because Brad Pitt hasn't picked up any of the major Guild nominations thus far, but I'm picking Brad Pitt to be somewhat of a surprise contender in this category because they have taken steps to sort of modernize the Academy, but I also think that there's a healthy contingent that likes movies about movies and likes to nominate stars, and I think that Brad Pitt brings some star power to this category. So it's not a high confidence pick, but it's something I'm kind of going out on a limb on. As far as the two choices that I did not pick, Paul Dano for The Fablemans, I think, will make the cut on Tuesday morning. He has a SAG Award nomination under his belt, and then Barry Keown 
for the Banshees of Inisharan, a SAG Award nomination, a BAFTA Award nomination already. Some names to look out for, Eddie Redmayne for the Netflix film The Good Nurse. He's got the SAG nomination, he's got the BAFTA nomination. If I were playing it safe, he would be in there instead of Brad Pitt, as far as who I think will be nominated. But I just have a feeling that they might go with Brad Pitt instead, although it would not be surprising whatsoever if Eddie Redmayne takes that this spot. I've seen The Good Nurse. I don't know exactly what it is about this performance specifically that's speaking to awards voters, but it seems like he's gaining some momentum. Some other names to watch, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans. I think he has a good chance of making it. Ben Whishaw in Women Talking. That movie has cooled down a little bit, but if there is a healthy contingent of people that still love that movie, I could see him getting a nomination. And this may seem laughable, but keep an eye out for Tom Hanks in Elvis. Now, I don't think he will get nominated, but I've gone on the record as saying that I think that Elvis appears to be playing very strongly with awards season voters. We've seen it picking up nominations in a lot of places where it was expected and a lot of places where it wasn't expected. And if there is a big surge of enthusiasm over Elvis, it's possible, although I don't think likely, that Tom Hanks will get caught up in that surge of enthusiasm. Let's look now at the category for Best Supporting Actress. This is a pretty wide open category. A lot of interesting options as far as who I could, would, and will pick. As far as my picks for the five performances that I would nominate for the Academy Award, First off, I would nominate Hong Chao for The Whale. I think that she was great in this movie and also in The Menu. If I could nominate her for both, I would. Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Ennis Sharon. Not the biggest role, not the flashiest role, but she really grounds that movie in a movie that is about this sort of outlandish competition. Dolly De Leon in Triangle of Sadness. A latecomer to the race. I think people took a while to see Triangle of Sadness. It took me a little while, but she is fantastic in the movie. Stephanie Hsu is somebody I would nominate. Most people going the Jamie Lee Curtis route, I think that she had a much more difficult job in front of her, although I love Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie. And in a similar vein, Janelle Monet for Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. I loved her somewhat dual role in the movie, and I think that a lot of it hinged around her. Now, when we talk about which of these performances will be nominated on Tuesday morning, again, I think three of my choices will see their names announced. Hong Chao for The Whale, she has a SAG and BAFTA nomination. Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Anna Sharon, also with SAG and BAFTA nominations. Dolly De Leon in Triangle of Sadness, who has gotten the BAFTA nomination, was not nominated for the SAG Award. And then two more performances that weren't amongst my picks, but that I think will be nominated. Angela Bassett in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, a SAG nomination, a BAFTA nomination, a Golden Globe win. She's picking up a lot of momentum and maybe even enough to win in this category. And then Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Again, a SAG nomination, a BAFTA nomination, She's never been nominated. She has worked in the industry for decades, almost universally beloved, and I could very easily see her getting nominated in this category. As far as some other names to look out for, names that I would not be surprised to see amongst the final nominees, Stephanie Hsu, I think, could very easily get nominated. She did get nominated for a SAG Award. Jesse Buckley and Claire Foy, both from Women Talking. I could see either one of those performances being nominated, or perhaps even both. And then, as I mentioned, Janelle Monet in Glass Onion. I think that there are some awards voters who may want to recognize Janelle Monet in that category.
Let's move on now to Best Actor, which I think is developing into quite a horse race. I think that for a while it was kind of a predetermined outcome that Brendan Fraser was going to win, but we have Colin Farrell and Austin Butler who have made some late surges, and now I think it really is a three-way competition between those actors. Here are the five performances that I would nominate if I were the Academy. The first one is... Austin Butler and Elvis, I think that he is the reason that that movie works 100%. Adam Driver in White Noise, completely off the awards radar. I just love Adam Driver. I love what he was doing in this movie. Not a lot of people saw it. Not a, pe a lot of people loved it, but I sure did. Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Anna Sharon. I love the movie. I think he's great in it. Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Again, I loved his performance more than I liked the movie. Not that I really disliked the movie, but I think Brendan Fraser is brilliant in it. And then Felix Kammerer for All Quiet on the Western Front. All Quiet on the Western Front is a movie that I didn't have a chance to see before I put together my list of my favorites of 2022. It's very likely that movie would have been on my top 10 list if I had seen it before I put that list together. And I think that he is wonderful in that film. So he would be amongst my list for the five leading actor performances of the year. As far as the five names I think will be called on Tuesday morning, well, it's the top three really that we know are going to be there or that would be shocking if they weren't. Austin Butler, he's gotten a SAG Award nomination and a BAFTA nomination. Colin Farrell, ditto with the SAG and the BAFTA nominations. Brendan Fraser, ditto with the SAG and the BAFTA nominations. Bill Nye in Living, there is a lot of momentum behind his nomination here, and again, kind of a career award. The SAG Awards and the BAFTAs have nominated him. And then, much like Brad Pitt, I'm kind of going outside of the conventional wisdom, and I'm picking Hugh Jackman in The Sun for the fifth Best Actor nomination. The Sun is a movie that was a disappointment critically and fell out of awards contention overall, but I think that there are still some people that want to keep rewarding Hugh Jackman, and he is pretty good in the movie. Again, this is not necessarily about the best when I'm talking about who will get nominated. It's who I think they're going to nominate. As far as some other names that I wouldn't be shocked to see, of course we have Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick. If there's a big surge to nominate that film, I could see him there, although I'm not quite as much on the the train for Tom Cruise getting that nomination is a lot of other people. Paul Mescal in After Sun, he picked up a BAFTA nomination for Best Actor, and there is a very vocal contingent of awards voters that love this movie. There may be enough to get him in that Best Actor race. Jeremy Pope in The Inspection, a lot of times you will see a younger actor, a lesser known name, who's rewarded for a strong performance with a spot in the Best Actor race. I have not yet seen The Inspection, I hope to see it very soon. And Adam Sandler in Hustle. He was a bit of a surprise nominee when the SAG Awards were announced, but I can say as somebody who votes in various critics groups that Hustle was the first movie out of the gate when it came to the awards season race. They were the first screener sent. I know that Adam Sandler has been out there big time in support of the film. There's a lot of goodwill toward Adam Sandler. I think there are a lot of people who think he got screwed out of a nomination for Uncut Gems. So if he were to sneak into the Best Actor race, it would be surprising, but not shocking for me. So the Sandman perhaps sliding in there with that fifth spot. You never know. Let's look now at my picks for Best Actress. If I were the Academy, these are the five performances that I would nominate. First of all, Kate Blanchett in Tar. It's going to be very close between, I think, her and Michelle Yeoh as far as who actually wins the Academy Award. Kate Blanchett has the early momentum, but there's a long way to go. Daniel Deadweiler in Till. I liked the movie Till. I thought it was a little by the numbers in places, although certainly very powerful in other places, but you really cannot argue with the strength of Daniel Deadweiler's performance. 
performance. Mia Goth in Pearl doesn't have a shot in hell of being nominated for an Oscar, but was certainly one of the best performances that I saw last year. Tang Wei in Decision to Leave. I love Decision to Leave, and she is a big reason why that movie is as mysterious and intriguing as it is. And then Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. An early frontrunner, but still a frontrunner in this race. Talking about the five performances that I think will be nominated on Tuesday, again, three of my picks, I believe, will have their names announced. Kate Blanchett in Tar, she has a SAG and a BAFTA nomination. Danielle Deadweiler also has a SAG and a BAFTA nomination. And Michelle Yeoh has a SAG and a BAFTA nomination. A name that I think is going to be amongst the five contenders that maybe there was a little bit of a question about because of the response to the film is Ana de Armas in Blonde. Blonde was not very well received by a a lot of people, but she has picked up a SAG Award nomination. She's picked up a BAFTA Award nomination, and I think because she is good in the movie, she's playing a Hollywood icon, she immersed herself in the role, I think that she's going to get nominated for playing Marilyn Monroe. Now, the smart money here would be for me to go with the fifth performance that has also picked up a SAG Award nomination and a BAFTA nomination, which would be Viola Davis in The Woman King, but I'm instead going to go with another performance that was considered at one point a safe pick, maybe even a favorite to win, but has been left out of a lot of the awards that people look to for Oscar indicators. And that's Michelle Williams in The Fablements. What she was doing in this movie didn't really work for me, and it's not going to work for a lot of other people, but the Academy is different than the SAG Awards. They're different from the BAFTAs, and I think that the sentimentality, wanting to reward Spielberg, and the fact that she is in many ways the emotional heart of the movie is going to be enough for her to take that fifth spot. But as I mentioned, Viola Davis right now, if you're going to look at all the indicators, has that inside track on the fifth spot. Some other names to look for, Margot Robbie in Babylon. If the voters really want to get behind Babylon, then you could see her in the Best Actress race. Emma Thompson in Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. It came out all the way back at the beginning of 2022 as it started to make the film festival circuit. But Emma Thompson picked up a BAFTA nomination and there could be some support for her there. And then a very interesting story that is beginning to develop around an actress named Andrea Riseborough in a movie called To Leslie. To Leslie made next to nothing at the box office when it came out last fall, I think around $25,000. And there has been no official for your consideration promotional push. These are Oscar campaigns that cost millions and millions of dollars. Andrea Riceboro hasn't had that. What she has had is an organic word of mouth campaign that has been building momentum and to her credit is peaking at exactly the right time. She has had A-list stars that have been singing the praises of her performance in this movie. She's had stars like Amy Adams, and Kate Winslet, who have hosted Q&A events for her on the awards circuit, again, because they saw the movie and thought that she was so great. I haven't seen to Leslie because this campaign really hasn't bubbled up into the mainstream news sources until the last week or so, but there is a lot of buzz around this performance. The question is, is it enough buzz to get that Academy Award nomination? I'm not sure that there's enough there, but if there is an Andrea Riseborough nomination on Tuesday morning and you find yourself asking, who is that? The answer may be that it's somebody who put in a performance that shocker of all shockers apparently is just really good and that people wanted to nominate because of the quality of it. What an innovative concept. Let's move now to my picks for Best Director. If I was the Academy, I would nominate the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for directing Everything Everywhere All at Once. 
Todd Field for directing Tar, a return after a long absence from the director's chair. Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inisherin. Park Chan-wook for Decision to Leave. I love the story, the look, the feel of this movie. It is a movie made by a master filmmaker. And S.S. Rajamuli for RRR. I think that there is a lot going on with this film that needed directorial control and honestly needed to feel a little bit like chaos. And S.S. Rajamuli really managed those different tones very well together. As far as who I think will be nominated on Tuesday, again, three picks carry over. I believe the Daniels will be nominated, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for everything, everywhere, all at once. They were nominated for the BAFTA and also the Directors Guild of America or DGA Award. Todd Field, I believe, will be nominated. He picked up a DGA nomination as well as a BAFTA nomination. And Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Sharon also picking up DGA and BAFTA nominations. The two names that I didn't pick that I think will be nominated are Steven Spielberg, he was nominated by the DGA, but not the BAFTAs for the Fablemans. And then again, an out of left field pick, and I'm really doubling down big on Elvis here, Baz Luhrmann for Elvis. I could be completely proven wrong here, and this isn't like the Tom Hanks thing where I'm saying don't be surprised if he finishes in the top five. I'm picking Baz Luhrmann to be one of the five directors nominated, even though he has not been nominated in any of the, the quote-unquote precursors to the Academy Awards. This is just gut instinct in me believing that there is a very healthy contingent of voters, particularly older Oscar voters, who seem to love Elvis. So a bit of an upset. I'm going to say that Baz Luhrmann's getting that fifth spot. As far as some names that you shouldn't be surprised to see in the top five, Edward Berger for All Quiet on the Western Front. He was nominated for a BAFTA award. James Cameron, of course, for Avatar The Way of Water, although he's received neither a BAFTA nor a DGA nomination. Sarah Pauly for Women Talking could find herself in the race. Gina Prince-Bythewood for The Woman King picked up a BAFTA nomination for Best Director. And then the fifth DGA nominee was Joseph Kosinski for Top Gun Maverick. Very possible that he also finds his way into the race. And finally, we have the big one, Best Picture. I believe we're in the second year now where the Academy is guaranteeing that there will be 10 Best Picture nominees. But for my purposes, I like to go old school when there were only five. So if I were the Academy, these are the five films that I would nominate for Best Picture. First of all, The Banshees of Sharon, followed by Everything Everywhere All at Once, RRR, Tar and Top Gun Maverick. I think these five movies represent a lot of what is possible in cinema today. Varying tones, special effects, writing, drama, comedy, music, you name it. I think it's all in those five picks. As far as the 10 movies that I think will be nominated for the Best Picture Oscar on Tuesday, four of my picks carry over. The Banshees of Sharon. it has received a BAFTA nomination, an award from the Screen Actors Guild for Best Ensemble, and a Producers Guild nomination. Same for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which has also picked up that trifecta. Tar, I believe, will be nominated. It has picked up a BAFTA and a Producers Guild nomination. And then Top Gun Maverick, I think, is going to make the cut. If only as a thank you for what it did to get people in theaters this year, it was nominated for a Producers Guild Award. The other six movies that I think will be among the 10 Best Picture nominees on Tuesday are Avatar, The Way of Water, which was nominated by the Producers Guild, Babylon, which was nominated for Best Ensemble by the Screen Actors Guild. Again, this is just banking on Hollywood's love for Hollywood, 
Elvis, which has picked up nominations from BAFTA and the Producers Guild. The Fablemans, which picked up nominations from the Screen Actors Guild and the Producers Guild. The Whale, which picked up a Producers Guild nomination. And then Women Talking, which picked up a nomination from the Screen Actors Guild for Best Ensemble. Some movies to look out for. Don't be surprised if they're among the 10 nominees. All Quiet on the Western Front, which again I think is leading a late charge to perhaps be in Best Picture consideration. Really the slot that RRR at one time had as far as a film not in the English language. It picked up a BAFTA nomination for Best Film. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. There has been some buzz in the Hollywood circles that Wakanda Forever is actually playing really well with awards season voters and could be on track for a Best Picture nomination. The Producers Guild nominated Black Panther for Best Picture, and the Producers Guild is often a useful indicator of what might get nominated for Best Picture, so don't be shocked if it is among the 10 nominees. RRR is a movie that two or three weeks ago, I think most people thought would get nominated. It seems to have cooled a little bit as the awards season has dragged on, but I wouldn't be shocked to see it among the 10 Best Picture nominees. And then The Woman King, another movie that didn't have a huge amount of buzz coming into awards season, but has been playing apparently very well with awards season voters and may again be peaked at the right time. Of course, these are just my picks and my hunches and guesses as to what's going to be nominated. There could be movies and directors and actors that weren't even on my watch list that get nominated for the Academy Awards. But hey, that's part of the fun, right? You never really know exactly what's going to happen. As I said, Tuesday morning, bright and early, I will be watching the Academy Award nominations and I will very shortly be right here to break it all down. Who made it in? Who was snubbed? All of that stuff as we look toward the biggest night in Hollywood, even if a progressively smaller number of people watching on television, there is still a prestige and an excitement around the Oscars for me, even if I disagree with what they do about 60% of the time. Thanks so much for watching my picks and predictions for the Academy Award nominations this year. Who do you think is going to be nominated for the Oscar? Let me know down in the comments below and stay tuned right here for movie news, Oscar news, box office reviews, and more. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.